Hey everyone, it's Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres. We're here to talk to you about the Hockey Podcast Network. As you all know, the Hockey Podcast Network is your one-stop shop for all things NHL year-round, featuring podcasts for each team based in their respective local market. Subscribe today. You won't regret it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor, but not the most exciting tale we're about to talk about. Yeah, actually, we're talking about uh, Taylor Swift today. As we currently record this episode, it is uh, 5 o'clock uh, here in Buffalo, New York, and we're just planning kind on... Kind of a lazy Sunday, no Bills games, doesn't no. seem like anything's really going to happen today. Mm-mm. No, so we just figured we'd record early, get it out of the way, complain about you know how the Sabres haven't done anything or signed anybody of importance at all yet. And, and uh, I was like, oh, it's like, oh my god, is Cody Eakin going to be the highlight of the I know, offseason? right? Jeez, no, yeah. Tobias Ryder, man, don't... Well, Don't disrespect. I mean, honestly, they gotta have to play one of those guys in the third line. I mean, they haven't signed anyone else. True, nobody else. Oh, something's coming across my Twitter right now. Actually, <laughs> psych. Uh, it was all a ruse. <laughs> you fools. Gotcha. It's actually, like nine we, p.m. We were not talking about Taylor Swift, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we never have. Nope. Probably. Uh, maybe we have in the archives at some point. Anyways, though, yeah, we're... We act- are uh, past our bedtimes. Past our bedtimes, watching the Lakers kicking ass and trying to uh, grapple with the fact that Taylor Hall is a Buffalo Saber. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so to rewind things a little bit, like last yeah, week, right uh, before free agency started, there was a, a rumor that there was like, uh, I forgot how many teams it was, but there was like eight teams Taylor Hall was interested in. And one of them was the Sabres. And I kind of thought, no, no way. Like, because mm-hmm. first of all, why? Because one of the big rumors about him is he wants to he wants to sh- sign a short-term deal with a team where he can win and then get paid, which would kind of seem like <laughs> this would be a terrible idea. Uh, he must be interested in something else. Uh, we can talk about that. But, what, Brendan, what was your uh, first reaction? I, like, freaked. I did not think it was real. Um, I... Uh, in one of my group chats with my friends, uh, just one of my buddies texted me, uh, just Taylor Hall in all caps, and then a bunch of exclamation points, and I was like, oh, he must have like signed somewhere crazy or something, because like, just in <laughs> my mind, you like, were right, you were right. In my mind, I'm like, there's just a, a 0% chance, like, if you would have told me at 5 o'clock, like, oh, what do you think the chances of, like, the Sabres signing, t-? last week, we talked about it, yep. we were like, yeah, not gonna happen, <laughs> and, uh... And just it, it, the improbable happened. I mean, my initial thought was just Jack. Like, I, I hope that he is smiling and happy right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's amazing. He's going to slot in perfectly on the first line. Like, him and Jack together is going to be lethal. Um, if you have a, you know, your top six is potentially Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, and Victor Olofsson. And your second line is a Skinner, Stahl, Reinhardt. I, I mean, that's... That's pretty nice. That's a really good start. Um, on top of that, you know, your third line could is... this? Well, no. This oh, and no. what I was about to say though is, could this potentially lead to another domino falling? I mean, a name that's been been thrown around a lot, that's been out there and connected with the Sabers, and them being one of the finalists with him is Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Um, I mean, could Hall signing there signal to him like, okay, like they're serious about winning? Like, I'm gonna get on board. Um, 
and then finally my my third very exciting observation and we'll we'll get into the like you know the the ramifications of the trade but my third observation is uh one year eight million dollars eight million dollars is a lot of cap space when you have a couple of marquee rfas right now on the table that you need to sign so is that going to mean a trade and could that mean it's going to happen on defense like could could it mean rasmus ristolainen they did just sign Montour to a one-year deal, which, I mean, that sets them up well. Again, similar to Taylor Hall, where they could potentially trade him at the deadline um, and somebody could still and get him back, um, you know, but could it mean that Ristolainen is going to be out the door now? You know, do they feel as though somebody, one of the defensemen in Rochester, whether it be Will Borgen or, I mean, it, maybe Jacob Bryson is ready to stand out, you know, could that happen and they step in? Or is another move on the way? Could they be thinking there's another way that they can upgrade their, their uh, you know, their top four defensive core? Well, let's start with what he means uh, on the ice. Uh, so he, he hasn't had much success in the win-loss column, but he has been pretty... A very, a pretty good to very good to nearly great player for his entire career. Uh, in he made the the one time he made the playoffs was two years ago in New Jersey, and he actually won the Hart Trophy that year because yep. he was that good. He and he doesn't like put up like crazy, crazy point totals most years. Like not like Connor McDavid level. Top twenty though. Top twenty, yes, definitely. Top twenty in points he, per game. He's had bad luck with the teams he's been on. Frankly, mm-hmm. um, I remember when he got traded from Edmonton. There was a stat that was like in Taylor Hall's uh, time at the Oilers, they got outscored and even strength by like more than two hundred. But they were like plus seven when he was on the ice. Oh, yeah. Plus seven's not that great at even strength, but like considering how badly they're getting their ass kicked, it's every significant. Other way, yeah, it was very important. So, yeah, he will be. I I feel like he slots in very very well with Eichel. I don't think he needs the puck on a stick all the time to be successful. Uh, it's kind of the same with Olafson, which is two guys you want because you want Eichel controlling the play all the time. He'll still be the best player on that line. You also get somebody who, I mean, just thinking about it from like a speed perspective, Eichel was obviously the fastest player on the Sabres, but Hall is a burner. Like he, He's uh, got he wheels. Hall's ass, if he, you will. I like that. <laughs> Lots of good puns. Yeah. Lots of good puns. Um so he's on, yeah. he's also, and this is key. This is so important. He's the best Taylor the Sabers have ever had. Yeah, and he's probably the best Buffalo sports Taylor already. <laughs> I was gonna say who was in contention? Tyrod Taylor. Oh yeah. So the Sabers have had Taylor. in my lifetime. They had Chris Taylor, who's also the Amherst coach until recently. Taylor Fadoon, who mm. just was on the Stanley Cup finalist, and uh, Taylor Pyatt, who was handsome. Taylor Pyatt, very handsome. Yeah. So. That that's very important. It's 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 really near and dear to my heart. Uh, I obviously I was in high school. I'm a year younger than Taylor Hall, uh, so I was in high school as a junior when the Taylor versus Tyler debate was going on. Mm-hmm. And I've always everyone knows where I stand on that debate. Mm. Why don't you tell the listeners? Do not call a Taylor Tyler and vice versa. <laughs> although I think it happens to us more. Not every guy named Taylor is you know Tyler is mostly a male name. There are some exceptions. Taylor. Can be both. I know there's more women than men named Taylor, but just don't assume a guy is named Tyler. Mm. It's happened, I would say, no fewer than 500 times in my life. It's okay. As somebody, you know, this is something, this debate is near and dear to my heart in the uh, Brendan versus Brandon debate. Yes. Um, I I have frequently been called Brandon. Emails through work, interactions with people, Um it pisses me the hell off. So I know Taylor, I'm with you. I know Taylor Hall agrees with me on this. Uh, and it turns out he was a better player 
and uh, the maybe because segment. you guys have the same name, like he'll want to come on the podcast sometime. Maybe he would just want to chill and like vibe and stuff. We could, yeah, play play some like video games or whatever. I bet he likes video. Games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting off track. <laughs> anyway, so this is this is a huge signing. The Sabers have not been known for that. Like they've thrown around money in recent years, especially in the Pagula era. But I feel like the biggest signing really has been Oposo, who obviously, through no, no fault of his own, mm-hmm. you know, is not the same guy. Now he's a good fourth liner instead of a good first or second liner. Right. They signed, like, Airhoff, I guess. That would be, mm-hmm. like, the second biggest. This is huge. Massive. Unbelievably big signing. It's probably one of the biggest ones in franchise history, and frankly, it reminds me... It couldn't be even in Buffalo sports history, if we're being completely honest. I yeah, mean, we don't exactly James have a Lofton's track really record. Good. Well, But I'm not saying the big. I'm saying oh, it's, it's one of the oh, biggest. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know it's only one year, and we'll get to that more, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, T- it reminds me of the T.O. thing, Justin, how, like... <laughs> Out of nowhere, it feels like just completely out of left field. Completely. Although he's in his prime and T.O. very much was not. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of other things. So getting to this, it's a one-year deal. What do we make of that? So for me, I am really happy about that. I I think that, to be honest, like we know who Taylor Hall is, as you'd mentioned, you know, top 20 in, uh, in points per game over the last three seasons, a former MVP. Um, I mean, just a consistent producer. Obviously, he doesn't have a luck with much luck with winning, but adding him into the lineup is is unbelievable. And you would think, from the Sabers' perspective, that you know they would try and throw a bunch of money and term at him right away from the get go. Which I'm very happy that they didn't. Yes. Um, in his presser tonight, Kevin Adams had mentioned that they hope that this will eventually lead into a contract extension, um, which. I'm very happy that we can wait and see how this plays out before yeah. we get to that. Um, but I mean, you know, it gives you a lot of flexibility in the fact that, you know, this can go really well and you will hopefully have an idea of whether or not he wants to sign long term here by the time, you know, you get into like December or January. And well, if you have the inclination. Will you though? Because when's the season going to start? Probably January. Oh, excuse me. Well, I guess I should say um, March. Comparatively speaking, it would be yeah. that point in the year. Jesus, I completely forgot about. It. I'm in. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm in. No, my... we have to. We have to recalibrate on that. You're right. Yeah, that, I'm all discombobulated. So maybe by like the time my, I don't know, like March comes around, then or whatever it would be, or like idea. February or yeah. something. Um, you'll have an idea, you know. And if you get to the, I mean, or even if it doesn't work out, like it, he's going to be arguably, he would be the most valuable piece on the market. Like, looking ahead, I don't particularly know the UFA market off the top of my head for next season. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, he's Taylor Hall. Like, he's a marquee name. Um, yep. You'd be hard-pressed to find a guy who would be approaching free agency. And I could be wrong right now, of course. But, I mean, it's a, it's a huge deal. And so, you know, I, I think on name alone he will. I think I, it just in general I like his chances of performing next to Eichel. Um, so it's, it's really a win-win, you know. I, 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 I can't tell you how much I love the move. Um I think, I guess the extent to which I love it is also going to come down to the cap space that's going to have to go out the door because even though it is one year, $8 million, as we said, is a lot. Yeah. Um, but g- give me your take. What do you think about, how do you feel about one year and, and the salary aspect of it well, too? Yeah, obviously you get him any way you can. So if he wants yeah. one year, you give him one year. Uh, going forward, it's going to be interesting because he actually, it feels like 10 minutes ago that he got drafted, uh, but he's 28, I want to say it'll be 29 Breaking year. news, everybody. Jimmy VC has joined Zach Bogosian in signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> staying in the division. 
Oh. Woo! What a night! Let's go! Man, Toronto, they're, they're in a tough way. Uh, oh boy, they're somebody to... posed this question earlier, and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, because let's be honest, the Sabres have been just a, a complete and utter joke, but like, th- those top six forwards, if you compare them, I mean... Sabres have a pretty nice top six forward group, is all I'm saying. And they do. And Eichel is probably the best player in that group. So... Agree. And yes. Taylor Hall's really good. I think the Leafs are trying to I'm not trying to, to add, say uh... anything, but, like, any chance I get that I can, like, get a, a, a an actual reasonable jab in at the Maple Leafs, I have to take it. It's just, like, an instinctual thing that comes over my body that I need to do. Wow. Um, so I just need to get that out of the, you out of the laugh, way. No, there. but they just signed a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> and I think they're just looking to add some size, <laughs> speed, smart, snarl, and ability to stab the puck around. So you gotta you got to love... That option, I guess. Love so, that. all right. So, back to the Taylor Hall thing. Uh, he will be, I think, 29 when he's a UFA, if I'm not mistaken, or thereabouts. So, we'll that, double that, check on that. That kind of gets to the danger zone area where teams are kind of getting smarter about giving eight-year deals to guys that age. Um, I don't... <laughs> I wouldn't really shy away from that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But there does need to be some restructuring to happen if that takes place. And even going into this year, which is kind of a good way to transition, I think, into talking about the fact that the Sabres really don't have that much money left, and they have a few guys to sign. They still have to give uh, Olofsson a contract. Taylor Hall will be 29 in November. In November, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they have to give yeah. Olofsson a contract. Um, they have to uh, do something with Reinhardt. Uh, so both of those all are inclinations or all uh, all signs have pointed towards him being here at least this season, yes. which is good. And if they sign Reinhardt Olsen and, if not mistaken, Olmark, they haven't signed Olmark. Olmark, yet. they have not signed yet either. So all three of those guys, I imagine they're trying to sign Olmark. Uh, so I think they have to do something financially at the very least. And the obvious thing there would be because there's did Montour actually sign? Yes, he did. Yeah, so, One year, three point eight five. So Montour is not too expensive, and not too much a term. You can trade. You can trade that deal. Mm-hmm. Ristolainen, which we've talked about this a lot. That's a lot of money. Uh, he's bad. I think we're on the same page there. I I shouldn't say bad, but he's not. They'll never stop playing him the most minutes. They'll never stop putting him in all the most important situations, and he's not good enough to handle that. So that's a huge problem, and he makes a good amount of money. Trading him would be huge. It could be a form of addition uh, by subtraction. It could open up the door for Dalene and Yoki Haru to take on bigger minutes and take on the role that they should have eventually. And it honestly, financially, makes this whole thing seem more viable. I'm oh not sure God, how else yeah. you shed salary. I mean, it's the most obvious way also that you're going to be able to get an asset. I, I mean, at this point, too, like you said, it's addition by subtraction, but... You could still get, even though it may not be, you know, Ristolainen plays like first pair minutes. He's not a first pair guy, so you're not going to get a first pair, you know, uh, return for a deal with him. But you could still get something decent enough. I mean, at this point, like, if you can add, you know, somebody to the roster right straight away. I mean, Brandon Saad just got traded for Nikita Zadorov, for God's sake. Like... (laughs) That's 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 a move that should that's a move that Kevin Adams should have made to be honest too. I mean, for granted, the, or for for Saad. For oh Saad. no, not for Saad or for Zadorov. No, I mean that's that's a great move for Colorado getting Saad and just and getting Zadorov off the books. I don't what are know. they thinking? I have no idea. I mean, and there was a report too. I think the score somebody had had uh, 
oh, geez, the Lakers, the ball just... We're watching uh, LeBron James about to win an NBA Finals in the background, too. But uh, the score had a uh, report come out today that apparently uh, leadership on the Blackhawks team, which I assume that probably means Duncan Keith, Patrick Kane, and Jonathan Taze, are completely fed up with management. Uh, that coming after the sod move. And again, that you can remember... Uh, the reports came out uh, after the Saad trade happened where they initially sent him to Columbus. Uh, Jonathan Taze, among some of the other, uh, and I believe Patrick Kane as well, among some other Blackhawks, had voiced some displeasure with that. And that eventually led to the Artemi Panarin trade, which turned out to be a complete disaster for the Blackhawks as well, yeah. um, to bring Saad back into the fold. So, I mean, clearly they're a, a tight-knit room, but, uh, yeah, just thought I'd add that little nugget in. Because it also has just, it's it's been a pretty active couple of days. We haven't even talked about anything else with regard to free agency. And we'll get to that, but. Yeah. Anyways, though, I would have liked to make that move. Back to the point, wrist aligning, though. I think you have value there where you could potentially bring somebody back who uh, will force Cody Eakin, Cody Eakin to not be playing on the third line. Yes, uh, and this is kind of important, though. They have to be cheaper than Ristolainen. Yeah, oh, of course, absolutely. I mean, hell, to be completely honest, I would I, I would trade Ristolainen for a forward prospect, too. Yeah. It could be oh, like yeah. a B-level forward prospect, just to get more depth in the system. Um, I mean, at this point, in, in light of the draft... Uh, oh, we haven't even talked about the draft either. No, yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have that written down. We'll, have, we'll get to it. Um, but in light of that, you know, I, I mean, even though we managed to take... Uh, two forward prospects in the top, you know, 35 or 36 picks within the draft. Like, they desperately need forward depth in the prospect pool right now. Yeah. Um, so even if you can get, get, like, that salary off the books and just bring back, like, a B-level prospect, I would take that 10 times out of 10. Yes. So the last real thing with Hall is how this affects the lineup. So Chad Dominicus had uh, a layout of what the lineup could look like, and it seems like th- it kind of relies on Cousins mm-hmm. being good enough to play on the third line right away. Uh, the fourth line, they have plenty of those guys, plenty of fourth liners there. Lots of them. Uh, and they also have, they w- well, they will have Casey Middlestat in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, it's, I think this Paige kind of, Thompson's going to probably Paige be Thompson playing in some on the capacity. Uh, Eakin, obviously, as we mentioned, and then a whole buffet of what guys about, the fourth uh, line. And again, like you don't know, I mean, what if they do get to Foley? What if Cahoon comes back? I mean, neither of these things oh, yeah. I can necessarily yeah. say are likely per se, but, you know, I, I would have to think that they really, I mean, no, I shouldn't say this because I could totally see this happening, but Cody Eakin is not a third line player for this team. He's no. not. And it's been brought up. He's uh, also not a replacement for Larson either, for that matter. No. Is this is this a good transition into the rest of free agency? And the uh, yeah. Do you have any last thoughts on Taylor Hall, how he fits into the lineup, what it means? Hell yeah. Yeah. That's hell yeah, indeed. And also, I don't have thoughts. <laughs> also worth mentioning, too, there was a lot of mention in this in Kevin Adams' presser, but, uh, you know, Ralph Kruger tip of the cap to you too my friend because apparently he well i mean we, there's always been the stories about how t- much taylor hall loved him uh which is when interesting he got to coach him and because he did he, he played a big role only the lockout seasons only coached him for 48 yep. games so absolutely it's a weird thing. and he loved him and from that short time and he yeah. they uh you know reports so had the said first that thing the oilers been, did was fire him yeah right exactly when your star player loves the coach Always a good recipe yeah for so a well-run franchise Eakin, i heard some defenses of Eakin. um a lot of it always seems to stem from people think guys like Eakin are good at defense, but he's not. He's not. No, like I think there's a big difference, and this are going to be a lot of stupid contracts based off this. There's a lot of hay made out of the fact that Tampa Bay just won the cup 
after adding Blake Coleman and Barclay Goodrow and getting a little bit, let's say, tougher, I guess, Bogosian too. But those guys are good. Blake Coleman scored over 20 goals this year. Yeah. yeah. we like, Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, and the one of the other things is that, oh, you can have 22 goals two years ago. Here's the thing, though, with that. <laughs> Give it to me. He shot 18.3% that year. His career shooting percentage is 11.4. It's yeah. luck. He had a lucky year. I mean, 18 in general is, is high. Yes. Yeah, and he's not a, an above-average shooter. Right. So I, when you look at that, you just have to go like, oh, well, that was his lucky year, his average year. He might score 13 or 14, but the last two years has actually been less than that. Um, he, You can't look at the 22 goals. He's, I don't think that's a defense at all. He seems pretty bad all the way around. I'm not someone who's put a lot of thought in a Cody Eakin mm-hmm. in my life, but uh, <laughs> there's probably there's a good reason for that, Neither too. have I, thankfully. Yeah. So that was just one of them, and it, it's a little bit of a concern that they seem to think he's going to be able to play those minutes. I think he could replace Sabatka as the guy that we all hate Yeah. Yep. or are frustrated with. Yep. So they also signed Toby... Uh, Re- do we call him Reader? Or is it, I think it is Reader. I, I mispronounced it before. Yeah. That's my bad. So he's only 27, but he also only has 21 points over the last two years. Uh, he had years. Not great. Or I think he was in the high 30s back in like 2015, 16 era. But yeah, no, he's 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 gone way downhill. Uh, I don't really trust anyone who was a mainstay on that 2014, 15 Arizona team we co-tanked with. <laughs> So, no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if he's going to play on the fourth line, he's not replacing Larson's minutes because Larson was a significantly better player than him. I mean, there's also a chance he could. I know it was. A, can he potentially even end up in Rochester too? I mean, did he sign a two way? I don't know if it was a two way, but can't you still bear it? Like put him in Rochester though, if it's before waivers. a certain point. Oh, 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 oh! Like before the season. Yeah, I'm oh, saying no. if he doesn't make the team out of camp. Oh, okay. I have no idea, honestly, based on his contract. Okay. I didn't. I didn't even think about that as a possibility. I mean, if really though, like, where is he going to fit into the mix? Because you know, already like two thirds of the Zem- Zemgus and Oposa are staying in the fourth. Yeah. Line. Well, and him and. And then Lazar is like but a 13 Eakin. forward. He gets on the third line, buddy. I'm sorry. Like, that's I the really way don't. Right I don't. Oh, God. He's their third line center. Please, Kevin Adams. Just Toffoli would be great, but I would even just take something a little bit less. Just not Cody Eakin on the third line. Yeah. I don't like that. That's a projection that I'm really not thrilled about. Not thrilled about that signing in general. Salary, the term, the all of it. Yeah. So... No, I think I, we're I both understand. in agreement. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We all, yeah. I don't um, know. And then they also signed Brandon Davidson uh, to what I think is a two-way contract. Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. yeah. I imagine he'll start in Rochester and be the kind of guy to bring up. I think the Davidson thing is not really a Sabres move because uh, Rochester lost Redmond and a couple other guys. I can't think, I think of them. Hickey, yeah, Hickey and someone else. Yep. A lot of veteran forward depth, you would say. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of thing that they like need to do. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so I don't think he'll. I don't think you'll see him unless there's a lot of injuries, which who knows, maybe. And then also a couple other guys. Uh, I kind of wonder if we're going to see this year. Uh, Asplund. Yeah. And Rootsalainen. Yep. Rootsalainen. I feel like. Well, that's the thing that really you know going back to the Cody Eakin signing. I mean, it, you know, you, you use two million in cap space after you just give Taylor Hall an eight million dollar deal. Yeah. When. And it's the same thing with with Gergensen's too, and re-signing him to his deal, where you give him two two point two a year, 
You know, like instead of having that whatever four plus million dollars, you can have Roostalainen and Asplund play. Like have them somebody slot in there, and then you save the money, and then you still have to pay your RFA's too, as we talked about. And that's really the thing is like I'm excited about Taylor Hall, but also at the same time, this is a great move for Kevin Adams. Don't get me wrong, but we need to remember that. Some of these other signings are going to really come back to bite them in the ass, potentially. Um, and moving Ristolainen is paramount. Getting, in general, I mean, if you can get rid of Hutton somehow, I mean, that would be great. Uh, I don't even know if it's possible, but if there's some way that you can get a Pozo's contract out, off your books, um, get somebody to take him and, and some kind of a deal, I don't know how if that would happen. I doubt it would. The, the chances are very like I'm just throwing things out there, but, you know... Th- these little moves like that, like they matter. You need to, you know, understand the ramifications of, of what, you know, 2.2 here and 2.2 there, that adds up. And when you have worthy replacements who are waiting in the wings, like Asplund and Roostalainen, you know, good organizations know how to maximize that. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get to see them have some kind of chance this year. Hopefully uh, they're the guys that are impressing in Rochester and brought up. Uh, so, and now also kind of important... You saw at the end of last year, Casey Middlestad was playing in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Do we think he's in Rochester or Buffalo this year to start the year? I honestly don't know. And I think that, again, it goes into what how the Eakin signing, signing complicates things. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. you know He's a top 10 pick. I would hope that this is the year where we can actually see him take a step and, and stick. At least be um, an NHL player. That's what I'm saying. Like, stick, a stick in the NHL, you know? Um, I want to see him out of camp, like make them make a tough decision, you know, like, yeah, put some money, put somebody through waivers. I don't know. Do something like make them make management, make a tough decision. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, but I mean, at this point, those guys are already kind of there as Eakins for two years, uh, which is not. I don't love that. (laughs) No, I hate it. I, I, Um, of course. I mean, who knows? Maybe that could be another potential trade target. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, guys, I think they, like I said, they like guys like Eakin, NHL mm-hmm. GMs. Um, eh, what else do we got? So the draft happened. Um, I was not able to watch it. Oh, I was. Um, I was expanding my mind with our co-host, uh, Joe. So <laughs> so I, uh, I missed the draft, but I saw the tweets immediately, and I was kind of, in real life, I was in a meeting. But I was kind of seeing, like, first, like, oh, 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 like, excited, like, uh, because as you you and Bill talked about on last week's episode, a lot of uh, a lot of hockey fans are excited about the idea of uh, Marco Rossi or Perfetti, and you guys both basically said you weren't that interested in Quinn. Yep. So when those guys fell to the Sabres... Both of them. Both of them fell. Uh, it seemed like everyone on... Sabres Twitter was pretty sure you're going to take one of those and then didn't happen. And then the tweets turned really bad. And I, like I said last week, I'm not a big, uh, draft guy. Um, but I was more interested in seeing what Kevin Adams and the organization values, uh, in this new administration. So why don't you go off real quick about what you didn't like about the pick? Yeah. Um, (laughs) so what one of the main points that we had talked about last week was or that I had brought up was the ideal scenario for the Sabres was if you had at least one but 
hopefully two and best case scenario three out of the three of Drysdale, Sanderson, and Askarov go in the top seven before us. Um, if you, I mean, it was expected that potentially Ottawa was going to take one of the defensemen because they had two picks in the top five. They had been connected in recent days to Sanderson. Um, you know, a lot of mock drafts had him going there at five. Anaheim, you know, another team that we had talked about that has holes, uh, in their defensive, uh, prospect pipeline. Um, you know, some pretty significant mishaps with some trades. I mean, namely Shea Theodore letting him go. Of course, they trade Brandon Montour. Sammy Votnin was there. You know, we talked about this a bit last week. Um, so, you know, it was realistic that when it came down to it, um, Marco Rossi was going to be there. You know, he led the OHL in scoring last season. Uh, the year prior, he played, I believe, just under a point per game pace. Um, you know, and he just, it, it made too much sense. You know, it was surprising for him to fall there. And I think when you're, you know, the Sabres, I, I mean, take a look at the rest of the league. Like, don't be afraid because a guy is small, like dynamic players, you know, it doesn't matter what their size, like there's a place for them in the league. I mean, there's a reason, you know, Braden Point succeeds, like it's it's because of his talent. And when you have Marco Rossi, who was in terms of a potential outlook or a player style compared comparative to to Braden Point. Um, you yeah. know, it was really disappointing. I, and it's funny, it was we were really literally just talking about Tampa and their style of drafting, yeah. which has paid off pretty well. Very well. And and so, you know, the thing that really bothers me, and really this ties back into to the free agent signings, to how they've handled things so far with contracts outside of the Hall uh, acquisition, of course. You know, they, they say they're using analytics and they're going to lean on it, but the moves that you're making don't reflect that. No. You know, drafting Jack Quinn, like, you should know, like, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Like, putting up 50 goals in the OHL is an accomplishment. And I and, and let me be clear about something here, too. You know, me saying that I wish they would have taken Marco Rossi or Cole Perfetti, you know, over Jack Quinn, that's not to say that Quinn might not end up being a nice player. Um, he very well could, you know. He could end up being great, um, for all we know. But... <laughs> It, it, it was just so obvious by by every metric and and every just and just conventional wisdom, you know, that Rossi was the best player available at the time. You know, when you look at guys who succeed in the NHL and comparatively speaking, like when or, or the rate at which they score um, in the year and the two years prior to their draft, you know, that gives a really good outlook for who's going to be successful in the NHL. No, it, it's a and, shockingly. Um... Not, not exact science, but it's way more accurate than you would think just going so by accurate. points. Like, a lot of teams would be better off if they just drafted the guy who had the most points who was available still. Right, exactly. And so, you know, Rossi fit that bill. Um, and, and when you look at the reaction to him falling then to Minnesota at 9, I mean, people were saying that that was the steal of the draft. And to be honest, if Buffalo would have taken him at 8, that would have been the steal of the draft. You know, he he's just overflowing with talent and... You know, he's, like I said, I mean, he's small, but he's fast and he's a dynamic playmaker. And, you know, the thing is, is that we don't know this about Jack Quinn, if he's going to be able to be a play driving winger in this league, or is he going to be somebody that they're going to just need to strap to Eichel's hip, kind of like how they feel about Olofsson a little bit right now. Um, whereas with Not Rossi, good for a top 10 pick. No, no. Yeah. Whereas with Rossi, you know, he's a guy who 
projects out to be and has by again like all signs point to him being the kind of guy who could drive his own line um and and to an extent to a lesser extent in my opinion you know the same can be said for Perfetti too you know those are two guys that it just made too much sense to take them and it it, it was very disappointing um you know that's where I'm at on it one other note I'll just say though I, I was happy with uh them grabbing um JJ Paterka or Petreka, right? Is it Paterka? Yeah, Paterka. Yes. Uh, him and moving up in the second round. I know people weren't happy about you know them moving a fourth round pick, but I think that when you're talking about a guy who was by a lot of uh, projections thought to be you know in the twenty to twenty five range, um, I have no problem with with moving up to get him. Um, I would have liked to see them use some of the you know trim some of the fat on the roster right now to maybe pick up some later round picks just to help fill out the the uh the farm system a little bit more but um yeah i gotta say i i mean i was not totally thrilled with with that pick and and i'm pretty disappointed and i think that you know maybe you know i saw on twitter somebody had said something to the effect of you know they may not um, like they may end up being happy with the fact that they picked Quinn, but there's a much greater chance that they're going to regret not taking Rossi with him being there. So I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's kind of where I'm at. I know that a lot of people shared that similar sentiment, you know, it, it, I guess all it comes back to is, like I said, I mean, there are measurables that for one match up with the eye tests, like, wholeheartedly especially when it comes to him but that will help project who is going to be successful in this league and it, and like you said taylor like it almost is down to a science you know and yeah so when you try to tell me that you're using analytics but you're not even using like the most basic of projections and stats that that are analytics i mean then you know, it, it it's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It, it, signing Cody Eakin, looking at his metrics and understanding that he is not a defensive forward. He's not an offensive forward either. He's not somebody who should be on your roster. He's not somebody you should be signing for two years and paying him over $2 million a year. Like, yeah. that's not his worth. Yes. And, and one, you know, do we want to get into free agency right now? Be, like, the other aspects of it? Like, around the league a little bit because... Yeah, well, let's well, let's talk about like, this. This is something we really haven't brought up, but Larson signed elsewhere. They he, well, okay, so this is the point I really quickly wanted to make with regard to this. You know, when, when talking about uh, this team's ability to... Uh, evaluate talent and properly uh give out contracts i understand that buffalo quote unquote may not be a destination i mean we did just sign taylor hall but like you know going back to the asplund and, and rooster line point you have cost effective options there and when we're talking about the salary cap here you give those two guys that money when in reality then Gergensen's gets what 2.25 here's a list of guys who got paid lower uh i tweeted this off of the sabers cold takes account list of guys who were signed for less than or about the same as zemgis Gergensen's: johan larson kyle turris miko koivu bobby ryan pat maroon tyler ennis alex wenberg uh karner verhagi and jesper fast I mean, come on. That's, that's tough. That's, that's really that's not tough. good. That's yeah, yeah. And now Larson too, right? Well, and Larson, yeah, I had said him first. On oh, that. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's annoying. Uh, to your analytics point, I I would like to hear an explanation of why they value Gergensen's over Larson. I think it was pretty clear to us and almost everyone else that Larson carried that line last year not carried. I shouldn't say they all they all had a good year. He drove it. There. He drove the line. He even probably was. 
<laughs> the best center that played with Je- Jeff Skinner last year when he briefly played on the second line. Oh, yeah. I think in Larson's, his numbers uh, have been incredible for the people that pay attention to that kind of thing, which allegedly was supposed to be Kevin Adams, <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, we've, we've had this entire time. I mean, Tim Murray said he was a big analytics guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then what? Nah. And then, yeah, no, then he was just obsessed with how tall guys were. And I guess that, like, yeah, that is a stat. Mm-hmm. But, like... He very clearly didn't care about analytics the way people that care about analytics care about analytics. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Bottrell, kind of the same thing. <laughs> and then, obviously, uh, Kevin Adams is not off to a, an analytics-friendly start. That's not like everything. But on the other hand, uh, these guys have been wrong way more than the analytics guys have over the past decade or so. True. So, I it's really... I just... I don't, I'm not even saying they have to be obsessed with it or whatever or be, like, the most analytics-friendly team, but, like, have a staff of guys that are good and that you trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Yeah, like, exactly. exactly. I don't really believe you. If you, if you value Gergensen's over Larson's, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. I, there's nothing to say. You're wrong. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, you, you are. I, I, it's, it's clear. That's the thing is, you know, I, I understand there's some cases that there's not, but, like, you know, people talk about how, like, Larson was a quote-unquote, like, analytics darling. But, like, if you're watching the game, like, it matches up with the eye test more often than not. Yes. You know, yeah, there's... <laughs> There's no way you could tell me that Zemgus Gergensen should have gotten paid more than, I mean, let yeah. alone what, like $400,000 more than, uh, yeah. than Larson. I, it's crazy. Um, so, th- so that does In fact, worry you me. you should give some of that money to us. I agree. What the heck? I know. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, it, it, you know, we'll see what else happens. I mean, what else will happen, you know? There's still some time left. As we mentioned, Tyler Toffoli is still out there. Um, There's no solution with Dominic Cahoon yet. Uh, And we know that they're going to have to make a move now and free up some cap space. So who's going to be the one to go? Um, I really hope it's not Sam Reinhart. I I really, really hope it's not because that would be a... It would be devastating. It would be so devastating. Just the most massive mistake. I mean, granted, it would depend on what you'd get back. But, like, if you're trading Sam Reinhart, you're getting salary back. Yeah. Because of the value value of what he he brings you um yeah that's 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 about where i'm at anything else you want to add at all or um, oh the goaltending they haven't added a goalie or yeah. subtracted the the blind one yeah I the really, formerly the ar- formerly blind one, i, I hope i'm say. wrong about this but it's starting to feel more and more like they're gonna roll with hutton and be like well i hope his eyes are fixed uh, and i do think hutton will be the backup but still a backup who plays a lot and always one injury away so Always. I don't love that honestly. I, I think I don't. I've made my point clear on Hutton. I think they need they can't take that risk that he could be that bad. And you don't want to be looking for a goalie uh, in the first month of the in season. the middle of the season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the problem is that they're just gonna have to figure out what to do about his contract because I mean you could just bury him in in Rochester or you just not play him. But I mean I, I would have to imagine you could find some team that would need some insurance and goal that would take on his his deal it's well, only one year left so. yeah yeah it, it's just kind of tough it's it's tough to know what's going on now because there's all these reports of there being an internal budget are we sure about that like, now, like, now it's yeah. like, i don't know after this taylor hall thing because it's like well if there's an internal budget then which obviously there's been a ton of reporting on how uh the pagulas are broke now or mm-hmm. whatever uh but no i i think if there's an internal budget then you wouldn't do the hutton thing but if there's an internal budget you wouldn't do the taylor hall thing so yep. Uh, I, I don't know how true that is. I guess we'll see how this all shakes out in the end. True. Very but true. Anyway, 
We do have a quiz if you're uh, interested in getting into that. You know it. Let's get it. What is the what is the quiz? All right, so I borrowed this idea from another podcast. Shout out to Puck Soup. This isn't the exact same quiz, but part of the conceit is from them. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you. There's ten names I have here. And Ooh. every name here is either a draft pick in the seventh round of the 2020 NHL draft or a TikTok star. <laughs> I like this. So. Okay, okay. So it's either, all right, seventh round draft pick, you said? Yep, from this year's draft. Okay. All right, so let's start with this. Kiernan Draper. I'm going to go seventh round pick. That's correct. He yes. won 187 to Detroit. Ooh, okay. Draper to Detroit. That makes sense. That's true. Chris Draper. I wonder if that's his kid. Maybe. It probably is, actually. Huh. I didn't even think about that. Uh, another K name. All right. So, next one. Ronan Seeley. Ooh. Ronan Seeley. Yeah. Um, TikTok? Ronan Seeley was drafted 208th by Carolina. Dang, I thought that was going to be like a trick one. Because I was going to say that does sound like a hockey name, but maybe it would be also a TikTok. I do not have TikTok, so I'm I'm not looking good with this. But that's okay. That's yeah, okay. It is him. It is his son. Is it way. really? Yeah, oh, great. Son. Wow. Well, love good to see that. You. All right, third. Charlie D'Amelio. Charlie D'Amelio? Hmm. TikTok. That's correct. Charlie D'Amelio, nice. who's a female, has 86.7 million followers on TikTok. She's the most popular Holy person Jesus. in the world, and she's 16 years old. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah. I'm in. I know this stuff. <laughs> uh, Chase McLean. TikTok. Chase McLean was taken 209 <laughs> by Nashville. So you're... You're two and two right now. All right, two all right. Two and four, however you want to put it. Next, Josh Richards. TikTok. Correct. Nice. Josh Richards has 20 million followers on TikTok. Huge. Jacob Sartorius. <laughs> That's definitely TikTok. <laughs> Do you recognize the name at all? Yes. Yeah. He used to date Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nice. There we go. So you're turning around, you're a four of six now. Nice. Devin Levi. Devin Levi. Ooh. See, this is tough because it, it sounds like it could be like a, a hockey player's name, but maybe it's like the, the heir of the Levi Jeans brand and through... Oh money they've become a tiktok star i gotta get i i'm gonna be 100 percent honest i'm pretty sure the leave that that's not a levi fan i thought it was levi strauss was the guy's name am well I, see there I we go you here? just gave it away no, no, no i'm talking about the jeans guy well you just told me now if it's not his family member that must mean that they are a hockey player that's right 212 yeah. to Florida. i didn't think that was a giveaway <laughs> it wasn't but in my mind i decided it was <laughs> okay let's i'm gonna just make sure i'm right here no, you're probably right. Uh, yes, I am right. Levi Strauss, of course. Yeah, Maybe we one can of the get absolute him on the kings of. Uh, we're both wearing <laughs> jeans right now, so I mean, you gotta shout it out. No. So you're five of seven. <laughs> Joey Klassen. Oh, that's definitely a hockey player. 
Joey Klassen has 17.5 million followers. No way. Oh, wow. The last name I know from hockey, at least. Damn. Yeah, that was a, that was a tricky one. Dang. So I would, honestly, a funny one here, it was like, <clears throat> what if a draft pick actually had a TikTok and had a good following? Yeah. That'd really mess you up. That would be tough. Yeah, I but, didn't I didn't find it. Oh, thank but, you. Okay, good. All right. Ninth, Spencer Knight. Not a seventh round draft pick when talking about the one that Florida took. That was initially what I thought. So I'm going to say that this is a TikTok star. Spencer Knight has 38.6 million followers. Let's go. So you're six of nine. Wow. So nice. this is a test. This is the last one here. Okay. Got to get this to pass. <sighs> okay. Declan McDowell. Mm. Hockey player. Declan McDowell was the final pick of the 2020 Let's NHL draft. Go. Seven of ten, you passed. Let's go. The Charlie D'Amelio one, I thought was a, a good because that was kind of dangerous. That was that was you could very... have heard of her. She's, I guess you would say famous. Probably. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you have that many followers, Jesus, wow, that really goes to show I'm quite out of touch. Yeah. With the times, Brendan is not not keeping up with all the <laughs> most popular 16 year old girls. <laughs> I also don't have TikTok. Yeah, so I, I heard of her. I haven't heard of anyone else that was on there. Oh, okay. Jacob Sartorius actually had because of the whole the drama. You of know, course, between, between the kids, the scandalous, teens, the teens. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else we got here? Uh, probably. I don't know if we're gonna do weekly shows for the next few months. Um, not well. No, I mean, I think as you know, we continue into free agency and figuring out what's going on with Reinhardt and Olofsson and who they're going to trade, I think you'll be hearing from us. But, yeah. you know, as we kind of get into uh, November, December, uh, it'll be a little bit less frequent. I mean, this is our third week in a row, I think, being back, which is great. Oh, um, yeah. well, and we're definitely going to keep up because, I mean, now, you know, the season just got a lot more interesting in oh, the wow. matter of a few hours. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Batman basically announced at the draft that the season would start January 1st. At least that's what they're eyeing up. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it starts with the Winter Classic. Which will not Yeah, was. actually, I, I thought I heard something about that, yeah. So we'll probably be first week of January. Uh, so Full-time back then, yes. yeah. Bills will be playing playoff games. God damn right they will. At that point. Tennessee, man, what are you doing? Oh my God, guys, get it together. What is going on? Yeah, I mean, the whole state, really. Football yeah, yeah, I agree. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I, anything else to add, Taylor, after this well, very eventful day? I think we'll talk about this in a later episode, but the NHL should probably start getting a bubble plan or something close to it together. Yeah. So not like, not enough to be as like strict as it was before, but I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so anyway, uh, great to, great to uh, check in with everyone, see how everyone's doing. And we'll be back soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, be sure to uh, check out all of our uh, fellow podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network and that, for uh, Buffalo Fanatics as well. Yes. All the all the podcasts that cover teams that do not have Taylor Hall. Yes, exactly. The non-Taylor Hall podcasts, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, it's cool now that we get to actually, like, you know, pump up the bills a little bit, too, with Buffalo Fanatics since they're so uh Oh, oh yeah, definitely listen to the Fanatics podcast that they have. Uh, so many of them so many good ones be sure to check them out yeah on twitter check out hockey podcast network on twitter as well yep um 
some exciting news coming out soon about the about the network that we'll be able to share probably in the next few episodes. I don't know if we can right now yet, but we'll just leave that as a little teaser, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Taylor Hall's a Buffalo Saber, everybody. That's right. We're just gonna be laughing about this for like the All next right, couple let, weeks. Let's have a great week, everyone. Let's have a, let's have a hell of a week. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much once again. This has been Straight Up Sabers. Be sure you follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. On Twitter, you can find us at Straight Sabers. Facebook, Straight Up Sabers. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. And it is now time to end our episode as we always do with our random Sabers player of the episode. And we are going to share that with you all now in three, two, one. Taylor, Taylor Hyatt. Hyatt. <laughs>